0: You're listening to Broncos for
1: Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy.
2: Welcome in, welcome in. It is Broncos Football Game Day. Welcome in Monday morning, week one, September 12th, 7:35 a.m. Mountain Time, or should I say 6:35 a.m. Pacific time? Because Pacific time is Broncos Country this time here. It's Broncos Country anytime, but Broncos in Seattle for a game, here with me, hanging out. And uh, it's time for an episode of Bronx for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, for these morning shows, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are you doing? On a long enough timeline, it'll eventually get here. You know, it seems,
3: you know, it seems sometimes it feels like things go fast or it goes slow. You know, like, to me, it seems like it's gone fast. Like, here we are another football season, another opening day. Then you look back and it's like, doesn't it seem like a lifetime ago that Vic Fangio was the head coach of this team and we were debating Ted Bridgewater and Drew Locke and whatnot and it just that seems like a different life like uh, feels like it feels like Russell Wilson has always been the quarterback
2: of the Denver Broncos he's made himself right at home see, I feel that way but at the same time I don't feel that way because I haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. I need to see what it actually looks like um, maybe this is partially a, just a human coping mechanism I do definitely feel like the debating Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Locke or having to talk ourselves into Case Keenum being an answer at quarterback by passing All the quarterbacks in the 2018 draft, Uh, all of that stuff seems ages ago as well. But uh, start of a new era here in Broncos country, week one with Russell Wilson going to Seattle. And uh, I'm excited, man. It's going to be a great game today. Uh, I'll be uh, in the nosebleeds, but I'm excited to be there. Let's say hello to some folks coming in here. Diamond Rattler, boom, game day. Finally, let's ride. Mark in the house saying finally game day. Been waiting to ride. Go Broncos. Uh, We got Jeremy saying MHH, Broncos for breakfast, Monday Night Football. Let's freaking go. Kevin Gray, good morning. Nick and Scott, Broncos country attack mode on. Let's kick some butt. Dave Glassman in the house. Sunny days. Chase Wallner. morning all. That was a wild week one. It definitely was. We'll cover some of that as well. Uh, We got Big E coming in. We saw Big E with some good points over on the Falcons show. Thanks for joining us over there as well. Says, uh, Mm -hmm. how's everybody doing this morning? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Mark Rich, morning, Nick and Scott. The day is finally here. Uh, keep it real, Denver said wind day. Absolutely, Jeremy. We're live. Yes, we are. Steven Baumgartner with the Russell Wilson picture there. Uh, Broncos country. Let's ride. I'm glad that you don't say Drew Lock is still my quarterback anymore. Much better days. Uh, Ashton coming in here saying, still flat on my back, but thank goodness for football. Yeah, hopefully you're doing better. Talking about doing better. Hopefully Mark's doing better soon. Uh, big week for Mark, but he says, Good morning, Nick and Scott. Mark, hopefully the Broncos will, uh, not give you any reasons for cardiac palpitations uh this week hopefully this is a boring <clears throat> game for everybody that, but that pulse uh, hovering right around 65 yeah you know nice and nice and easy um fright from kickoff let's hopefully that's going there michaela israel good morning broncos country let's ride today's the day jake gerard let's ride boys love having the cowboys dream die week one as well as the broncos win um absolutely um uh, cowboys cowboys i wonder what skip bayless is going to do today chris jenkins uh morning broncos family it's funny. I love Shannon Sharp. That's probably the biggest thing. Uh, today's the day. Feels like winning the lottery. Denver Broncos for life. I still need to see <laughs> see it before I'm ready to say it's winning the lottery. But uh, I'm just so guarded. I can't. We can't have nice things. I don't know if you guys have been following the Iowa Hawkeyes at all, but they have like their yards per game. They're dead last in the in college football out of 131 teams, and they're like 50 yards less than the second worst team. So like, I don't know what offense looks like. It's just I'm just in so much inept pain on that side of the ball. So well, again the Kansas City Chiefs replay. Oh I can't. That's the that's I can't do that to myself. It makes me sad. Uh Michael Ronquillo coming in and saying good morning Nick and Scott and Rock's for breakfast. Let's ride Mike Gibbons Morning Nick and Scott it's game day. Let's kick some sea chickens but uh Gadsner Christopher coming in here. Gadsden Christopher I I guess it's Denver It's like Denver. it is uh
3: Alabama. There's a city in Alabama called it's just Gadson City, but um mm-hmm. it's uh Help us out on that one, Mister Christopher. I would just say Gadsden, yeah. Gadsden. But we're rednecks down here, so we slur
2: everything together. <laughs> they talk in cursive. Um, it's it's the bourbon. Uh, it's Chris Gadsden coming in saying it's game day, guys. All the uh, all the way from Virginia to watch Russ cook. Hey, if you're in town, that's awesome, man. Hopefully the smoke clears out here a bit in Seattle. It's supposed to. We got some um, a marine layer pushing through, so that fresh offshore flow. Glenn Hare coming in saying, "Morning, fellas. My Irish couldn't beat Marshall on my birthday." Ugh. Well, maybe I shouldn't complain about Iowa, but stoked Glenn, to watch our Broncos.
3: If you can't be, be happy for one of your fellow Broncos because Biggie who's in here is a big Marshall guy and he was mm-hmm. over the moon this weekend. So congratulations, Biggie
2: condolences, Glenn. Uh, yeah. we know how it goes. God. Yeah. I texted my Iowa state friends. Congrats. It's like it only took you seven years, but uh, you did it. Now I see that Campbell might be on his way to uh, Nebraska here soon. So just can't escape uh, Matt Campbell in Iowa, Alex Salazar Let's go. Uh, we got run. Uh, Money more saying not a must win game. It certainly feels like one. It's a must win game. Uh, you got the chargers and the chiefs picking it up. And these are the types of games. The margins are going to be so thin. If Broncos expect to make the playoffs this year, this is one that you, you cannot drop. I know it's, it's hard to say that week one, but you can't drop this game. You got to come in here and punch them in the mouth. Uh Jason can't wait. Denver Bron- Broncos for life. David, remember the Broncos from the eight thirty five a.m. Central time zone here in Southern Louisiana. Hopefully not. too hot. There.
3: September in South Louisiana can be a little
2: sketchy. So careful down there, David. I haven't checked a weather report in a while, but it's that season. Yeah, I'll well, stay safe. Uh, Bradley Conger. I live in Kansas and the Chiefs fans are absolutely insufferable. Please come out with a win. Absolutely. Uh, we got to uh, keep real safe. Skip going to show up in his Brady jersey. Probably <laughs> Rick Strickland. You'll go Broncos. tell me I tell you who won't see it. This guy. Absolutely. Gary Leeds Palmer always coming in the notorious GLP with the support saying good morning, Nick and Scott. It's Broncos Game Day. Go Broncos and Let's Ride. Benjamin Flores to JJ. Good morning. Nick and Scott and Broncos Country. And uh we got Ewe 2K saying Seahawks fan reading for Russ. We made a horrible mistake. Please take clock back. Uh Locke's a nice kid. Um, I'll give him that. Just not the best quarterback, but um Ewe, hopefully you can talk some sense into your Seahawks fans where you know you can root against Russell Wilson in this game, but If he takes the field and it's the booing and jeering, I think that's uh, you're alienating one of the best players in your franchise history and somebody that I think you don't want to, you don't want 30 years from now, Russell Wilson that want nothing to do with the Seahawks. It's it's temporary, it is. I mean,
3: if if you boo him, so be it, you know, and you can root for a player and still want him to lose. You know, when former Braves would come to town, it's like, oh, I hope you go four for four with four solo home runs and you lose 25 to four. Yep. Um, you know, so you can have individual success and. And you didn't. Uh, Zach and I talked about this last night. You didn't trade for Drew Locke. You know that was just kind of a throw-in. You traded for a bunch of draft picks. You got a starting defensive lineman out of it, and a starting tight end out of it, and a reserve, maybe starter quarterback, and a bunch of picks. So Drew Locke is a name because he was a former starter. He's got a viral Twitter video with 25 million views on it, but. He was not a linchpin of this deal. If Drew Locke wasn't part of this deal, this deal still would have happened. Mm-hmm. So, this is about a rebuild, and you got some good pieces back, you know. And if if you get anything out of Drew Locke, that's just gravy.
2: Yeah, no, it is just gravy, but uh, happy that era is over in Broncos country and get a little excited about the offensive pieces around Russell Wilson. Now that can be a better highlight, you know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, and speaking of all those guys, if you guys want to get some memorabilia of those players, make sure that you're checking out Pristine Auction. PristineAuction.com is back with Mile High Huddle. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A plus BB rating. That's the Better Business Bureau. We are teaming up with Pristine Auction once again on another great giveaway. Viewers can win a Peyton Manning signed frame photo. oh I saw somebody wearing a Peyton Manning 16 Tennessee jersey uh, at the bar I was at this week, watching the Iowa game. And man. That's a good-looking jersey. I, wouldn't, I would not I would not be against it. I'm not a Vols fan. But the, check out our Twitter page for pics of this great piece of memorabilia to win. All you have to do is head to pristineauction.com and click register on the top of the page or just follow the link in the podcast description, which I did not put in there. We'll put it in there after the fact. Um, when you register, use our registration code Elway to be entered. That's easy. Manning and Elway, man, they're really tugging at my heartstrings. And a bonus pristine auction. Uh, and as a bonus pristine auction, will give you $10 off your first winning auction every item on PristineAuction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators so uh obviously we had some here that scott is going to pull up here we got the gosh it's too small for me to read john elway signed oh too good okay if anybody wants to get me this john elway mini uh jersey with the old school d and the powder blue i am here please god um it's down a little bit but that's a uh Let's keep scrolling. No, there it is. Oh my god, I love that so much. The old school one, they need to bring that back. A bunch of good John Elway stuff Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, uh, absolute retail rookie card for $20. Maybe that one's gonna go up in value here pretty soon. Um, more John Elway. Craig Morton signed Broncos helmet. That's awesome. Rick Upchurch, some all time classics here. You see the time on here now. Um, but yeah, a lot of good Broncos gear here. And again, it's certified by the Better Business Bureau. So, you know, it's legit. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item one when you use our code Elway when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com slash register and use the link shown in our description. Just use the code Elway and get $10 off your first item one and be entered to win a Peyton Manning signed photo. Oh man, drawing will be held Monday, September 19th. So a week from today, you guys got a week to get in there and uh, make sure you check out Pristine Auction. Dot com. So we got some more people coming in here. We want to say hello to, we got the sting guy coming in saying if he was Seattle, well, you're not. Um, so don't give him any ideas. No, if uh, I would run the ball a lot, I think Denver has to answer. I really want to see us win the battle of the trenches. So let's kick this off, Scott. Um, obviously there's some news here in Broncos country and not news that people want to hear and uh, hang my Hawkeye head in sorrow. Uh, Josie Jewell been downgraded to out. For this game the broncos starting linebacker the broncos brought him back this season after suffering a sh- shoulder injury Pec- pectoral Pec, injury torn pack Pec- last year yep torn pack um tj watt torn pack maybe yeah, we'll find unfortunately out about that. that happened again yesterday with uh yep. one of the most exciting players in the game going out for likely the season yeah big big time bummer but uh josie jewel has a calf injury he's been downgraded to out in this game and with Josie Jewel being out, I gotta say that the game unfortunately got a lot more interesting. Uh, Josie may not be the biggest, fastest, strongest player in the world, but damn, he is in the right spot at the right time and making sure everybody else is in the right spot uh, in those front uh, gap filling looks. Now you're going to be starting Alex Singleton, uh, who is, you know, solid at the all time—not all time—but uh, leader in tackles last year for the C- uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles and Jonas Griffith coming back healthy. So I guess positive here is that Griffith is going to be healthy and back. He is a height, weight, speed, monster. Um, but the Broncos run defense, going to be interesting uh, in this game. Jeremy Sean isn't the best at like, you know, he was,
3: he was Chris Berman before Chris Berman got tired with this type of stuff. You know, when when it became a shtick, it was funny like the first few times and then it became like the thing. And then it was a little bit, Jeremy does a good job. I, I appreciate these. The Josie, the ruled out law, Jewel. Uh, <sighs> yeah, and you know... I would have liked to have seen uh, Jonas Griffith get a little bit more time in the preseason, obviously. You know, he's still relatively new to the position. And if he is 95% and there's no risk of, of hurting his elbow more, you wouldn't think that there would be. I mean, it might be sore, but a dislocation is put it back and let it heal, not necessarily like a pulled muscle that you can aggravate. Then he was really good last year, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talk all the time, Nick, about how many, how often are you going to see two inside linebackers on the field? At any given time anyway can you get away with singleton and 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 jonas rotating through those spots then you should be fine you should be okay um i would like to have three of them though you know because you figure the seattle seahawks are going to try and run the ball a lot after watching the preseason i know what i would do i would run the ball up the gut between the tackles until you prove you can stop me and i'm gonna want to have two inside linebackers on the field early on yeah. Uh, until you prove, until I can stop you and make Gino Smith, then try and beat you through the air. So, I think you should be okay. But a lot is riding. There's a lot of questions. There, there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered because we didn't see a lot of these players in the preseason. Yeah. You know, how is DJ Jones going to fit in into this defense? Is Jonas Griffith going to be ready to go? You know, flip over. How about Randy Gregory? How about Billy Turner? A lot of questions that are going to be answered because. You listened to uh, Nathaniel Hackett's last press conference, and everything was questionable. How's Billy Turner? Questionable. Randy Gregory? Questionable. Um, there was a third one. Um, it was Josie Jewell was was doubtful to out. Who's the third player? I'm thinking of that is that is a doubt that was that was questionable. So Billy Turner, Randy Gregory, and there's a third one. I, I'm drawing a blank. Josie Jewell, who's <laughs> now out. I don't know. I'm... He was doubtful at the time. Um, oh, KJ Hamler. Hamler, questionable. Yep. It's like. Yep. All right. Thanks. More questions than answers. That's for sure. So we're going to get some questions answered. We've had a bunch of them. We're going to, we're going to get our first chance to, uh, to get the the, the first answers on the season.
2: Yeah. And speaking of firsts, got our first uh, super chat um coming in you're not superstars we have some stars over on facebook first super chat jordan wright coming in with five dollars thank you so much on this broncos game day saying good morning guys way excited today coffee and broncos can't go wrong with that mm-hmm. absolutely want to give a shout out to patrick i don't know if you're still in your uh lion coffee supply here but uh okay. patrick set us up i'm gonna be drinking lion coffee from
3: lioncoffee.com
2: for a long long time he he, he set us up yeah, he did. I won't be drinking it as long because my wife makes cold brew and that uses a lot of uh, grounds to do that. But uh, that's OK. Um, <laughs> Jesse James Richardson coming in, uh, maybe with the stars. That's why Scott's flashing it here. But he says, love the MHH fam. Broncos for breakfast, my favorite. Oh, keep gassing this up, Jesse. Uh, super excited <laughs> for tonight's game. Let's ride go Broncos. Thank you so much. Um and, and listen, we've got a good number in here. We we don't get yeah. the volume.
3: We get the quality over quantity in the morning. It's an early morning show. We get yeah. that. But there's a bunch of people in here, so make sure you're hitting that like button and that share yeah. button and bring in more Broncos fans like you
2: Uh to help support the show. It's the easiest thing you can do, so certainly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also got Brooklyn official music coming in saying, Go Broncos, big win today coming. I mean, I'll take it anyway. I can get it. Derek Player, though, saying big win. 35-13. to 13. That would be really good for my heart. Um, we'll see how the game plays out. Lance Johnson, good morning from Prosper, Texas. No, uh, live next door to Frisco, Dallas headquarters. Glad I am a Broncos fan instead of Cowboys fan. Yep, and uh, we got Mosh coming in here uh, saying MVP showcase tonight. God, that would be incredible. I'm my expectations. We'll get into it. My expectations for Russell Wilson statistically in this game are not high, but I again, I'm probably just guarding myself because of absolutely like how bad <laughs> Iowa's offense has been. We can't. I can't have nice things offensively. Chase has, a,
3: Chase has a good comment here real quick too that I want to get to. I, I already came up with my thoughts. I was reading ahead kind of like you know school. I'd read the chapter in the first 10 minutes and then daydream for 50. This one I actually have to pay attention.
2: But real quick though. Clayton. Um, good morning to you mm-hmm. Clayton. Um, hit that like button on the way in mm-hmm. and what kind of coffee on game. Day? You're drinking the Patrick uh, Kona blend coffee um, from Blind Roastery. So out there in Hawaii. Pretty good stuff. And also Clayton. Congrats to your Second team, nobody boo him. It's okay. Uh, I saw that. He, I think he was excited about the Vikings taking it to the uh, the Packers yesterday. So definitely. Some of um, us aren't quite as surprised as others about that score line. I'm not making the most out of it because I remember the Saints looking like they were going to kill everybody week one last year, beating the Packers 45 to three or something. Yeah, so just, Again, when your top two wide receivers are both rookies.
3: Yeah. You know, it, it, the, the Packers had trouble scoring in close games. In, in games <laughs> that they lost, they couldn't move the ball. Yep. So. Yep. You know, it's not that they didn't lose a bunch of 31 to 34 games, you know, where the defense was letting them down. It was in putting the clamps on a lack of explosive players and hoping your quarterback can pull a rabbit out of the hat. Uh, But this is for a question from Chase I like, or at least pondering that I'm going to turn into a question. I wonder if Hackett will defer to take or take the kickoff first. What do you think?
2: I would defer. Um, I have zero respect for the Seahawks offense coming into this game. I think my defense, as long as I can stop the bleep and run, um, can take it out of there. And I think if you have sent Russell Wilson out there f- first before your defense probably is taking a little bit of the wind out of the sails of the fan base, it's going to be loud and ruckus in there. So I'd rather go out there, send my defense first, maybe get a takeaway or a three and out and then get good field position. In my opinion, probably most likely, because again, not really respecting the Seahawks. I know that hubris and whatnot. Oh, I'm going to go out there, Russell Wilson right away, but I'd rather have it be, you know, like, Fans catching their breath after like, oh, my God, we have Geno Smith as our actual quarterback. This is what it looks like. Um, and then send Russell Wilson out there.
0: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration's pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities and bodies. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
1: Welcome to America, the land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet. Episode to watch or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep. In-store or online at mattressfirm.com today.
3: This will be a good head over heart test. Um, hopefully they win it. Hopefully they win it. So we get to find out the see C- the, the Broncos have won the toss and have elected to defer because if it's his heart, he's taking the damn ball.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <No> <laughs> offensive worry. coach. I've been waiting six months to play with Russell Wilson and haven't gotten to do it yet. But the smart thing to do is to defer because you can end up getting a two for, you know, a two for one possession towards the end where you finish with the ball and then get it again in the second half. That's the yeah. the heady thing to do. Uh, but the heart is, may take over this one. I know I'd want the damn ball. I've been waiting. You're an offensive coach, former offensive coordinator, Russell Wilson. Give me the ball. My heart my heart might take over on that one. But um, I said that also about the first preseason game. You know, when you're able to not play Russell Wilson at home in your first preseason game, I think the head, because he seems very emotional. You know, he's, no. he's a upbeat, emotional player guy who likes to go out there and have fun talk trash a little bit that then he does things that it's like okay he, his head's still in the game he's yeah. he's still got some logic to him so the logical thing to do would be to defer wouldn't surprise me if you wanted the ball though I know he wants the ball whether yeah, he takes it or not
2: just concerns me like if it you really can uh, energize the stadium and maybe also get Russell Wilson he's a pro obviously but let's say you go out there and it's two incompletions and a sack or something on that first drive and you're punting. I know th- this guy ain't coaching scared though. No, you know, but you gotta still not. coach with your head. It's, it's the long game. I I think, I think I would defer. Good, but uh, but, good question, Chase. Yeah. Good.
3: That was a kind of sit down. Uh,
2: you know, is the poison in
3: your cup or my yeah. cup? The battle of wits has begun. <laughs> um, good, good question on that one. I, I like that. There's, there's a lot more to it. Psychology than just do we take the ball or
2: not? Yeah. Rob coming in. Good morning, Nick and Scott. It's game day from Nashville. Let's ride uh, Glenn coming in. Scott, we're going to need you to place a bet on tonight's game to offset <laughs> Nick being there. No offense taken. Uh, you don't have to kid. I am a uh, bad luck in person, but hopefully this is I'll one. I don't believe we are upset and you're good. Yeah, there you go. That's I don't believe in that stuff. There's too much cosmically going on for me as a individual to matter there. Obviously in the moment, it's like, oh man, what's going on? But that's putting way too much hubris and or showing way too much hubris in my opinion. But uh if you guys want to believe that, put it, blame it on me. Don't blame it on the team. You can blame it on me if they lose. Uh, do you guys think Russ plays better if you cheer him or boo him? Cheering for Manning hurt him. I think that honestly, if they boo him, he's going to go eye of the tiger on them. Uh, I think he's going to get pissed off. And he's like, you know what? Screw you guys. I gave you some of the best years. I took this team from nobody's. I mean, really Irrelevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. To on the map. And uh, obviously the defense, the run game, Pete Carroll. It all has to happen together, but that's true for pretty much every team ever. You know, it's never just the quarterback. You have to also have the quarterback. Um, so, it definitely just I think it just hit me a
3: modern equivalent in the NFL of the Seattle Seahawks pre Russell Wilson. Can you think who who would you come up with? I have no idea. The Jacksonville Jaguars. That irrelevant? Like that irrelevant? Where yeah. they had mostly losing seasons, way up in a corner of the country where nobody's really paying that close attention. Um, throw in a couple of nice seasons every so often that are the blip on the pretty much downward, uh, you know, low line, like, Oh, here's a 12 win season. Then back to six, seven, five, that was, that was a Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, I've, I've worked in companies out of Seattle for a long time and know a bunch of Seattle people. And it's like, I've, I've called them new money. Um, you know, they, they act like. Their franchise started with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, you know, and all of a sudden they're yeah. one of the blue bloods. They're the Steelers. They're the Cowboys. There's no, that could have been the golden era. It might be over. No, yeah. it, it's not over. They're they're a solid franchise with good backing and good fans, which is a good start. But before Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, they had a blip every so often, but were otherwise Detroit Lions, Atlanta Falcons,
2: Cleveland Browns. I would say Arizona Cardinals. That's like the most irrelevant team I can think of. Like <laughs> Okay, um, Jordan Wright, let's go. So Jacksonville excited. is the one. It's like yeah. it, it,
3: it, 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 the day that comes when they say, "Oh, Jacksonville's relocating." Is anybody going to be surprised?
2: No. To London when, when
3: they when they move, is anybody yeah. going to be surprised?
2: Not at all. Uh, Jordan Wright, let's go. So excited! Can't wait to get off work and watch this game. Ryan Rice, what's up, Nick and Scott? Are the Broncos going to sign a back or anybody available? I don't think they're going to sign one. I think they have what they have, and they don't expect Jewel to be out super long. Clay coming in saying zero games played. We already have DE, linebacker, and right tackle issues. That's, I mean, that was true. Every team has issues when you look at it at some point, besides maybe the Bills. Although the Bills cornerbacks at some point, I think might be an issue. Uh, Arthur Eugene Spooner over on Twitch coming in saying good afternoon from Germany. I'm super excited for the game tonight. Me too, Arthur. It'll be a great one. Man, what time is it going to be for you? You got to be a a big psychopath to watch the games like that. I remember waking up at like 3 a.m. to watch uh, speaking of Germany, Germany playing like the Euro cup. So I get it. Uh, Bama X good morning, Broncos country. It's time for us to have some questions answered and more asked. Oh, I love that. Happy Monday. Everyone talking to riddles, Bama. You got me there. Dallas Kelly. It's game day. Broncos country. Where will you be at Nick heading down to Seattle around noon? Should be at the stadium around two or three. I have to pick up my wife from a conference at about four o'clock. So I'm not sure how much tailgating I'm actually going to be able to get in, unfortunately, but I will be hopefully celebrating the win around the stadium somewhere afterwards seriously hit me up on twitter i'll be around and i think broncos country is going to be in lot 10 uh, a lot of broncos fans in seattle there's a facebook group broncos fans in seattle uh, they hit up the broncos bar in seattle yesterday it was packed it was lit and they're going to be in lot 10 today we got Clyde coming in saying matt hasselback played really well actually for them and they went to a super bowl and should have won yep that was a, a good season the sean alexander going beast mode uh season for them
3: yeah no they they've had some Blips. Like I said, some, some blips. So did Jacksonville. Jacksonville was in the AFC championship game, their second year in the league. You know, they, they have those moments, but for the most part, they had been fairly irrelevant pre Pete Carroll and, and, uh, and uh, Russell Wilson. So no, there, there are moments for sure. Most teams have them, even the Detroit lions, you're very few and far between. Um, but
2: again, those were the exceptions, not the rules. Hundred percent, Damon coming in. Wish we could start tailgating now. Nobody's stopping you, Damon. Just don't drink and drive. Jesse coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. You finally made it. It's game day. Let's ride. Kenneth coming in saying good morning. What are your thoughts on Burrow's massive amount of turnovers and all the missed field goals yesterday? The missed field goals, man. Hopefully, there's none of that going on in uh, Seattle today. Uh, that it's makes a me ball. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> Just but... the ball. No, that's definitely concerning. Um, Burrow's massive amount of turnovers. It's crazy that they still had a chance to win. I think that speaks more to the Steelers not being the best team and all the playmakers that uh, the Bengals still have. Uh, but, I mean, I know it's week one overreaction. Don't do it. But this is just further adding on my propaganda, which cover your ears, Broncos country. Some of you hate to hear this. Justin Herbert is better than Joe Burrow. I'd take him over to him. Did you watch the Raiders Chargers game yesterday? I have not I saw some of the highlights. Um God Justin Herbert. I so saw, you know, I saw the
3: the flow of the game where it was up early and then got tight. You know, yeah. got tight and then I, you know, looking at trends um that uh Raiders fans were cursing Joe Gruden after watching Khalil Mack
2: destroy them. Um uh, yeah. John Gruden, John Gruden after yep. watching Khalil Mack destroy them. Yep. Definitely rough on that one. Yeah, the Chargers played poor pretty much everybody besides uh, Justin Herbert and that they got to figure out something where it's your pl- game plan. Cannot just be Justin Herbert goes God mode. Cause it's like not going to happen said about the, the Packers, you know, at least, yeah. you know,
3: they've, they've put some, some effort into getting playmakers. They've got decent playmakers around Herbert already. Um, but you can't just put a defense yeah. out
2: there and expect your quarterback to pull a rabbit out of his hat. Yeah. And he did many times, man. So there's the cover through touchdown, uh, the cover two through ball touchdown that he had that was like over the linebacker between the two safeties. Just unbelievable drives me insane. He's too good. Uh, did any other, and also Patrick Mahomes yesterday, (laughs) AFC West is going to be incredible this year. Besides the Raiders who I keep saying offensive line is too bad for them to be a real contender. And that seems like that's going to be the case. So sorry, Rich Eisen with your Raiders pick Benjamin Flores and any other, uh, significant injuries. I know that the Raiders starting center whose name's escaping me right now had to leave the game in an ambulance, um, because of a concussion and maybe possible brain swelling. Uh, I know that uh, Keenan Allen um, had a hamstring issue, so we're already on Keenan Allen injury watch. And I can't really think of any. Oh, the the Chiefs kicker got injured, and then Justin Reed, the safety, came in and kicked some extra points and kicked a uh, kickoff that went through the back of the end zone. So uh, Justin Reed, pretty good soccer player as well, from what I recall, yeah, um, coming out of Stanford. That's,
3: that's no, you know, I, I talk about kicking fifty-yard field goals. Um, that's one thing. Kicking out of the back of the end zone takes a different kind yeah. of leg. It's more more
2: and more common than it ever used to be, but Man. that's that's still pretty big time yeah he's got a he's got a leg on him. it was pretty awesome to see uh we got jason coming in and saying tonight the world gets introduced to montreal washington i'm predicting a special play on special teams from the rook that'd be great you know what i want even more the coverage units to show up in that one that would be incredible um that's all i have going for me with my iowa hawkeyes right now is that the special teams and defense is incredible but the gunners making some big plays where the Super returner tries to go a little bit greedy and you tackle them right on the spot or pop him or perfect down, you know, ball on the two, uh, give me a good special teams with the coverage units, uh, this week. And I will be over the moon. Uh, Hidden, yardage. Hidden yardage in the games
3: that kind of get looked over, you know, that's yep. 10, 15 yards of drive right there. It's a personal foul penalty. Yep. Lewis Condon coming in with some stars. Have you guys already picked scores? Kinda. I picked a score yesterday, but you might not have seen it. So we'll do it again. Um, I don't remember my exact score, close to what i had yesterday so we'll uh we'll do it again and I'll, i should be in the same neighborhood and Lawrence yeah. coming in with some stars says you know i'm leaving work early these time slots suck for partying and sleeping and sleeping i would actually think it's actually better for partying because you can get out there at five and uh get your tailgate in. of course i'm east coast um yeah you know so I, I like the earlier games, but, you know, I go to bed early. I'm dreading all these freaking night
0: Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not
2: an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.
3: Games for the for the Broncos. <laughs> I think the Mountain we Time we do Broncos zone is the best. for breakfast, man. We're not doing Broncos for three a.m. Waffle House breakfast. We're up early.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Mountain Time Zone. I think is the best. You have the games go from six to nine. That time slot, like. Five o'clock kickoff in the West Coast in traffic is not ideal. <laughs> Trying to get somewhere to, in time to watch the game. Uh, not awesome. But six o'clock, I think perfect. You guys got a made mountain time.
3: I was a big fan of 10 a.m. kickoffs, though. Dude, uh, absolutely. I, uh, I called that. <clears throat> I yeah. called that California church as you know, going to the
2: going to get breakfast and, and watching football at 10 a.m. Even better on Saturdays. It's 9 a.m uh, mm-hmm. for the college game days. Um, we got Della Barker coming in here. Mile high huddle ladies shout out said, it pulled out my Broncos coffee mug. Let's ride. Absolutely. Hopefully that's uh dust in there. That's, you know, why, um, <laughs> you know why the chargers coffee mugs are so great, Scott. Why is that? Cause when you set them down, they never leave any rings. <laughs> gotta love it gotta get the chargers slander in while we can alan foster my alarm is set for 1 15 a.m tuesday game here in uk early bed let's ride hell yeah alan we love that um and uh let's keep getting in here some predictions alan, where here. are you real quick put
3: it put in the chat where are you in the uk because i'm i'm coming over i booked my i booked my ticket for uh october 30th uh, i'm coming over for broncos in london so hopefully you'll be near um want to do some fan camps want to interview some yeah. folks saying hey what made you a broncos fan what you doing here you having fun. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see you over there.
2: Yep. Deandre coming in and saying, good morning boys. Game plan should be solid defense running game sacks and turnovers. I mean, yes. Uh, hopefully some explosive pass plays as well. I think that um, if the Broncos, then we'll get into this a little bit, but um, might as well just do it now. Heck why not? Um, one key metric for the game for me in this game, for the Broncos specifically is the, and I wish they, they need to start categorizing this in the, box score uh, at the the team stats, explosive plays, 15 plus yards. Uh, the, the game is changing a lot where explosive plays themselves. Uh, if you want to just categorize them as any run of 50 or passive 15 plus yards. Um, the team that wins that are winning games way more often than they used to. Um, so Broncos getting explosive plays has been like pulling teeth for them over the last few seasons, not giving up explosive plays too. So the explosive play differential, I think in this game, is going to be the stat that i'm going to hang my hat on is going to be the deciding factor and uh that need, that means some big passes from Russell Wilson.
3: I think part of the reason for that Nick is the kicking game that we've just talked about. You know, the kickers on there I'm like you get to the 45, you're just about in in, in field goal range these days. You know, these guys are making 57 yarders fairly routinely. You get to the 40, one explosive play. If i pick the ball up at the 25, i get one explosive play on a minimum. That's 15 yards. I'm one play away from scoring position already. Yeah. Um, you know, so so being able to get those chunk yardage, one chunk yardage play on a drive, then you're you're in scoring territory already. And then anything else, then you can move forward and get seven instead of three. You start winning football games. But you know, when you're sitting at third and eight on your own 27 all game long,
2: it's hard to score points. Yeah, absolutely. We got James Webb. Love your telescope. Um, coming in here saying, hopefully Seattle doesn't burn the city down after the game. What a spooky city, Seattle is. I was there a couple months ago. Hey, now that's my city. I love Seattle. Um, the city. There are obviously some downtrodden parts, uh, no doubt. But yeah, downtown. Yeah, the <laughs> Pike's Place. Yeah, I Pike's Place is in the daylight is fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm in the north suburbs. I love the north suburbs. I kind of live in the the Husky Village area, and it's beautiful. Um, but hopefully nothing burning down here, uh, James. We have a massive two massive wildfires right now in Washington that are causing the air quality to be terrible. One of them, uh, there's a video out there right now, two hikers out there climbing, and they didn't know the fire was happening, and it went from not reported to two thousand acres in one day because um, it's been so dry in August, and they had to like pretty much slide down the mountain uh, falling creek beds to survive cause the flames came over the trail that quickly. Um, so no, no fires. We're not even gonna breathe <laughs> life into fires in Seattle because it's been a uh, really rough past couple days here, unfortunately, not to get too real on you, guys. Albert Knoppers, good morning, y'all hope you're doing well. Albert saying, what's the prediction for the game? So we're gonna get into the game here. I'm trying to keep up with all you guys. There's just so much comments coming in here that uh, we love you for that. But um uh, Scott, let's just get in the scores right now, then then we'll start to peel back the onion. Uh, I have the Broncos winning this game twenty seven to thirteen. I think that it's going to be, a uh, somewhat of a methodical drive, but I think that the Broncos defense is going to gear up and to stop the run. And I think that you're going to have a lot of third and eights and the Seahawks passing game. As long as the Broncos aren't giving up the explosive, which I just talked about DK Metcalf Mm -hmm. and Tyler Lockett um, Broncos are going to be too good. I don't think the Seahawks have the midfield firepower to, uh, to take over the game.
3: Yeah, I think they can grind them down. I think this, the Broncos can grind them down. I'm I'm pretty close on that. I think I was 27-16 with a bunch of field goals. As you take a little bit more time to start getting the ball into the end zone, so uh, a bunch of field goals in there. And it for me, just the flow of the game, it could start off a little bit slower. You know, I, I kind of think like a 10-3 at halftime somewhere in that neighborhood, um, and then things start opening up in the second half. That's just fairly common, especially early on in the season. Um, but the better team typically wears down the team with the worst roster and wins in the end. And I feel like while this score should never really get out of hand, I think the Broncos will get a lead and should be able to just keep the clamps on and not really ever feel challenged. It's like, it won't look like a blowout, but you shouldn't really ever feel like the game was in doubt either. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's how I see this game going. A
2: comfortable, a comfortable win for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope so. Um, and I hope it's the Broncos just efficiency, you know, Seahawks just not being able to hang um, Broncos winning in the trenches, that kind of thing. Just it's pretty obvious to tell when a team has more talent based on how the trench play goes. And I'm hoping that's a obvious one for the Broncos here with no flukiness. Uh, Sting guy come in and said, I don't think we have any weaknesses in past defense Raiders exposed how weak their run D is in the second half uh, game. The last two seasons smack Seattle in the mouth. Yeah. You definitely hope that the Broncos past defense doesn't have any weaknesses we talked about the Russell Wilson revenge factor. I am curious to see, especially without Josie jewel out there. A lot of people talk about him. You know, he's not great athlete, good pass coverage. He's in the right spot in pass coverage. And that's typically what you want from your linebackers. You're not asking them to overextend themselves. So watching this with Alex Singleton and Jonas Griffith, who probably have more of a chance to be in the wrong spot, making the wrong read. Uh, And I said, the Seahawks don't really have any middle of the field weapons, but, Noah Fant refend game. Any thoughts there? Are we just kind of burying Noah Fant because of the rest of the offensive ineptitude or bad taste in our mouths? Cause last year he was dialed up so many chances where he used to make one guy miss and he never did. Um, he could be a safety, a security blanket of sorts.
3: Um, I think it'll be tougher to get the ball to the outside. Um, Cause you, you probably aren't going to have a ton of time. You're going to be starting two rookies more than likely at, at edge uh you know going against your edge so two rookies starting at tackle going against your edge so on the edge sorry for misspeaking there I want to be clear and, and cross and Lucas players that you know we're, we're we like but it's like oh wait I didn't mean that I, I didn't mean I want them to start as rookies I didn't mean I liked them that much right yeah. away uh, that I think that could be tough to get the ball to your top two playmakers and you might just be looking for quick hitters uh in the slant dumps over the middle And the key like you said there is no yaks no yards after the catch which isn't one of his specialties anyway uh and and make them grind it out make them Mm. see if they can string 10 play drives in order to get points uh you know three yards over the middle three yards up the middle uh again your two best players on offense are your wide receivers by far what good is it if you can't get on the ball
2: yeah Spacing game, but still, they need to create the explosives. And Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, they thrive off the deep ball. Geno Smith not really looking for the deep ball, so we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Clyde coming in on Facebook saying, is Broncos' defensive scheme with the new defensive coordinator? Or is it staying pretty much the same? From what the players have said, it's going to sound mostly the same uh, for the Broncos on the scheme-wise, but you hope that it looks different personnel-wise. Uh, last year, the Broncos were inept, horrific pathetic, whatever words you want to use at stopping the run, specifically from the edge and the stack linebacker spot. Um, Even though you're going to be missing Josie Jewel in this game, Jonas Griffith coming of age, Alex Singleton was a solid player for the Eagles. uh, So you're hoping that's okay. And then obviously much better edge talent and depth and, you know, some refortification on the defensive line. So hopefully uh, because of the better personnel wise uh, there on that defensive front, you're having more third and eights plus yards therefore your pass rush looks better last year the broncos they had to have bottom five uh average yards to go on third down defensively in the league which meant that you're already inept uh, second string third string pass rushers were not put in advantageous situations where they could pin their ears back so gotta eat your vegetables on first and second down to get that dessert of pass rush situations on third down hopefully that's the case this year
3: Miguel comes in with some stars. So good morning, fellas. Glad game day is finally here. So uh, appreciate you, Miguel. Thank you for the stars, my friend. Um, personnel question for you here. Um, okay. If you're looking along the starting defensive line, do you feel better about Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, Deshaun Williams, than you did last year of Shelby Harris, Draymond Jones, uh, Mike Purcell coming in? You know, Do you feel like you've upgraded... Because uh, you know someone mentioned that the Raiders showed you know that we were weak up. It wasn't just the Raiders that showed you were weak wow. up with the gut. It was the entire AFC North matchup too. Browns, uh, Bengals maybe not have run quite as much, but the Ravens and Steelers definitely did. You know those the teams, those, those smash mouth teams, bullied them in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Now, have you have you upgraded personnel enough where you can hold your own in the trenches right there? And again. I don't think Seattle has the same type of running game and personnel that those teams do, but they're still professionals. These are still NFL linemen and going right at somebody is the easiest way to, to, to get, to get it done.
2: Yeah. I think the interior defensive line change this year will be negligible. I think that we are Shelby Harris was pretty darn good uh, for the Broncos better two years ago than last year, but still pretty darn good. And DJ Jones might be a, slight upgrade, uh, there a solid, you know, going from like a C plus player to a B player or like a B minus to a B. Um, so that's definitely great. But I think the biggest difference is going to be obviously defense takes the unit. And last year, even though the Broncos interior defensive line, I think was okay. Um, the edge rushers stopping the run and the linebackers were bottom five in the NFL. I mean, I don't think that's even a stretch to say. So I think that's what's around that interior defensive line is going to make them look better because you actually have above average replacement level players uh playing in those spots maybe not so how about
3: your second unit then on the line because as you know the game can turn when you've got to make some substitutions you can't play those front three those 300 pound guys that are chasing on every play um you know so now purcell's not a starter you'd figure that's a a bonus going to the the second level and then you got a couple of rookies that would flank him and matt henningson and uh and uh Yeah
2: hopefully should be better. I still wish they had one more inside-outside kind of difference maker, that guy there. But uh, And you mentioned it earlier. I'm curious to see what the front looks like in this game because if they're coming out with uh, three down linemen, uh, so that's your classic 3-4 look, is it going to be DJ Jones at the nose tackle spot or is he going to be flanked out to 4-I with Mike Purcell being the starter because of the probably heavy base package run looks that you're going to get from Seattle? I'm very curious I, I to think- see
3: if, if you can stop them on you should you could you may only see those guys on first and ten. Yeah. And then you could see you could end up seeing two defensive tackles, and your rotation ends up being your front three. It ends up being Deshaun Williams, DJ Jones, and Draymond Jones end up rotating in at your defensive tackles, flanked by Chubb, Gregory, Benito, uh, Baron Browning, etc., where you you've got two down at defensive tackle and then two stand-up ends, but then the cloud, then you're a little light. Then then you become a little light. So, you know, again. First down is key for this team. If you're second and long, second and eight, if you can win first down, I know this is a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. You you got to win first down. And I think the Broncos are built better to do that now. And frankly, I think against this team, you can take more chances and load the box a little bit more. Um, yes, I know we've already said, Lockett and DK are, are your two best players. Yeah. Um, but if I can... My quarterback is still a question in order to even get them the ball. Um, And if we know they're going to want to run the ball. So we'll see. We we got questions. Like I said, we got a lot of questions coming in because we haven't seen everything from these Broncos uh, in the preseason, new scheme, a lot of new personnel and um, we've got a lot of questions. Going to get some answers.
2: Yeah. And I, I'm going to push back against you just a little bit here. You talked about loading the box. Um, to stop the run, I think early on, I'm seeing if my defensive front is strong enough where I don't need to do that out of the gate. Because yeah. as I mentioned already, I think the key to this game is going to be explosive plays. Right. And you don't want to give big- up
3: something. You don't want to give up something cheap early because I've got it yes. in the box. Yeah, I, I get yep. that. Um, but I'm just saying it's a uh, it's available if you need it. You know, yeah. if I if 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 early on first drive. Uh, you know, I'm giving up six yards of carry and I'm looking at second and four a lot, you will make adjustments yep. to to put, you've got the personnel. And you, you, I think you've got, you know, I don't like scheme dependent. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes the Broncos were scheme dependent last year and didn't make too many adjustments. Um, I'm hoping uh, this will be a more of an attack-minded defense. And, you know, we'll say, hey, we're not, we're not going to let them get six
2: yards of carry. I'm tired of third and two. Let's do something about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think early on, I trust my defensive playmakers enough and the lack of uh, explosiveness in the, I perceive explosiveness in the run game. And also trusting my offense that if you get behind, you know, early because they run the ball great on the first drive, that my offense can respond. Um, But speaking of response, we got the dude coming in here. Chris, (laughs) coach Chris coming in $20, flashing orange. Thank you so much. Uh, Big time kicking us off here on this Broncos week one game day god i'm so excited uh judging by what i saw in the nfl yesterday i'm concerned for our game tonight more so with the run defense we're talking about it a lot Uh, i say this without seeing our actual starters out there god i love this football season denver broncos for life hashtag let's ride well coach i don't want to backtrack too much we've been talking about the run defense a lot uh Mm -hmm. to start the games and i just want to come come again and reiterate this um one of the reasons we always talked about the Malik Reed a lot on this team traded now to the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously had a lot of sacks. One of the reasons he was a free agent and nobody picked him up as a restricted tender is because his run defense was that poor. I'm excited to see Bradley Chubb out there is a power player on the edge, uh, setting that edge well, and hopefully pushing guys back, not letting, you know, Rashad Penny kick it to the outside. And also we got Mike givens coming in 1999 saying great show every time. Well, now we can call it a day. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll keep it going here. Um, haven't talked that much and, and about- baron browning
3: you know so yes. baron browning should be able to hold the edge better than than uh, malik reed was able to do as well so baron browning shouldn't just be a positive going forward but going laterally stringing mm-hmm. that play out and and coach chris thanks thanks for the uh thanks for the super and the support so this much. morning and certainly appreciate you being here and, and like you said i say this without seeing our actual starters out there again questions mm-hmm. you have questions out there they there and I'll, I'll tell you what nick uh, why Talking about schemes and match quarters, this blah blah blah, all this talk.
2: <laughs> That's what I'm about to talk about.
3: But okay, yeah, okay. go ahead. Watching, you know, it's it still boils down to if my guy can whip your guy, I'm gonna win. Forget everything mm-hmm. else. This is still a physical game. And watching the Vikings and Packers yesterday, I was pulling my hair out. You know, the 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 Vikings are up in the fourth quarter. They've got the ball. It's twenty to seven. They're driving. And I'm looking up, and they the, the Packers have that exact defense that I was just talking about. Two down linemen, two outside linebackers, the stand-up edge guys on, on the line, and one linebacker. What did the Vikings do? They had five in the box. They're just trying, trying to kill pick. the game. Yep. You let them. Yep. Just, you know, okay, well, hell, I'll just run. And sometimes they had two. They had two inside linebackers, but it was super light. It was a 2-4, yep. basically. You know, with two defensive tackles, your, your outside linebackers as stand-up edges. Those are your edge guys, if you want to say it that way. But it was, they were light. Okay, yeah. well, if you want to go light, and I'm trying to kill the game because I've got a two-score lead already, I'm just going to run the ball. And yeah. what they do, about eight plays, about six minutes, game over. Guys, be flexible. You know, if if they want to run the ball, don't let them. If, no. if you want the ball back make them throw it's it's not rocket science it gets frustrating sometimes with all these guys set it, like i said scheme dependent they become yeah. scheme dependent like this
2: instead of just doing the simple doing the obvious is sometimes okay i mean it's a numbers game and it's really simple sometimes if you have the numbers ad- advantage do it if you have the one-on-one take the shot i mean it's you got to pick your spots, but it's really just, you know, can you count <laughs> sometimes? Obviously, that's really uh, reducing it. But uh, Ryan Rice coming in here saying, do you got you have to come out throwing? Am I wrong? We should play our brand of football. Uh, what is our brand of football? <laughs> a great question. Um, that is a great question. I think it's one of the big question lines in this. And Scott, you started I pulled that comment up and then you started kind of a. Uh, rolling your eyes and uh, got on the box about schemes and whatnot, but I got to talk a little scheme here real quick. Just because uh, I didn't see, I hadn't yet. seen
3: this one yet when I was, okay. I was just, just talking about, you know, when we start getting in all these fancy names and stuff and all these different things off ball, this and stack that and match quarters, this and, you know, cover three clouds. It's like, dude, you got six in the box when they're trying to run at you. I, I'll throw all that out the window. This is yeah. man on man and you don't have enough men.
2: Yeah. Well, the big thing I'm talking about here is say you want to come out here throwing I think the Seahawks and this is kind of, you know, talk to really point into an end of an era. Uh, They're going to be following the Vic Fangio 2 high safety shell match quarters defense uh, moving on from that cover three static defense that they ran for a number of years. And what does that mean? So Russell Wilson, uh, given his play of his career to date, has had issues thrown over the middle of the field. And really been looking to attack the deep uh, hash marks uh, deep middle those little areas where you can attack some of those cover three defenses from time to time. But in match quarters you're going to have two to four guys making a an umbrella over the top of the defense where they will allow you to get that stuff over the middle of the field and then rally to the football. So what does that mean for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Either they're going to have to show something different in Russell Wilson's career to date, where he is attacking the middle of the field. Broncos pass catchers are doing stuff after the catch um, because there's going to be opportunities there for yak ability. Quarterback, you know, setting them up to run in stride, hopefully, as well. Haven't seen that in Denver in a while. Uh, but the other thing is, you have to throw. If they're playing match quarters out of the gate in light boxes, how do you get them out of that? Scott's talking about the numbers game. You run the ball effectively punch them in the mouth. You get a Jamal Adams versus Javante Williams meeting the alley. Javante Williams trucks him and runs for another 20 yards. Uh-oh, we're getting our asses handed to us up front. We're going to have to go to a cover one look, get a little bit more aggressive, get some bodies in the box. That's when your explosive plays happen in the past game. So it's, it's a balancing act. Uh, we got to see what it looks like with this uh, meshing of Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson.
3: I think with Javante Williams and Mike uh, and, and Melvin Gordon, Broncos football should be run first. Uh, it, it should be, I, I can, I can run it at you until you stop me. And then I'm setting up the play action pass rollouts, all those type of things. Um, if, if Russell Wilson is dropping back and throwing the ball 40 times, I don't think that's the game you want to be in unless you're running hundred plays, um, which would be a ton. So again, uh, it becomes, if I, if I can run the ball effectively, the game becomes real easy. It becomes real easy. And I think you can, I think this defense isn't set up to stop the run mm-hmm. and you've got, one of the best running back rooms in the entire league. Um, Your offensive line is, I think, more comfortable running the ball. So Broncos football should meet to me should be Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and then hit the big plays off the play action pass. So establish the run to set up the pass. And if it's not working, Oh, I got Russell Wilson and a bunch of receivers. I can Mm -hmm. adjust adjustments. Again, we never saw any of that last year. It was all just dull. It was, it was boring on both sides of the ball. There was no imagination on either side of the ball. And I I'm expecting
2: more. I expect more from, from this staff. Yeah. Last year, the Broncos had a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater that couldn't play beyond the X's and O's. And you had a quarterback who couldn't play within the X's and O's in Drew Locke. Uh, so it was a bad time. I have a quarterback who hopefully can do a little bit of both. Um, talking about this game. We do want to go over the Seahawks uh, list of injuries as well. I have an article here from, uh, Yesterday was uh, or updated yesterday. Um, so the Seahawks officially have two players out, uh depth edge rusher from Syracuse, Alton Robinson, and long snapper Tyler Ott out for week one. Who that's no, it. okay. Uh, but um it but could I mean, be. I saw
3: some bad long snapping yes, yesterday. Absolutely,
2: too. <laughs> yeah. No, I was gonna say that's it could be in that one. Uh but the the doubtful and the questionables are the ones to watch out for here. So uh cornerback Artie Burns, former first round pick out of Miami, um, of the Steelers, I believe, has an groin injury. He's doubtful. And also you have a third year left guard. I think starting left guard Damian Lewis and rookie running back Kenneth Walker are both questionable to play in Denver. Regardless, mm-hmm. they are going to be limited in their impact. So uh Kenneth Walker, you know I loved him coming out of the draft. I loved him more than Brees Hall. So if he's out, I feel a little bit better about that because he's Rashad Penny, if he has clear, uh, if he has space and he can slash, that's good. But K- Kenneth Walker will punch you multiple times. He is a squat fire hydrant type. Uh, uh, so both good there for Denver.
3: And Damian Lewis wasn't good last year. No. You know, and, and it's like, okay, I got I got good news and bad. I got bad news and more bad news. The guy I have isn't very good and he's banged up. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a bad combination. So I've got two rookie tackles. I've got a guard who wasn't that good who's not a hundred percent. There's three fifths of my offensive line, and frankly, their center wasn't that great either. Yeah. Uh, so they're they've got, you know, first world problems for the Denver Broncos. You have questions. Again, I, I say it all the time. We look at this team in a bubble. So the the the, the problems that we have, we've hyper focused on and it's magnified. Everybody's got problems. Mm-hmm your problems here it's okay we're not sure billy turner right tackle is calvin anderson gonna be good enough all of these things what about cam fleming okay right tackle how about i got two rookie tackles and a banged up bad left guard those are problems those are problems and those are why you know one team has picked top 10 and on some power poles and one of them is usually 25 or lower and why you should be able to go on the road in the first game of the season with your new quarterback and all the energy goes in and take care of business on monday night football
2: yep absolutely you hope so so uh scott we don't have very much time left um key matchups first we got captain kush coming in here 499 super saying despite the clear talent disparity in our favor i can't help but be nervous that's me man i just can't why do i do this to myself i'm just super anxious until the game's actually gone um but he says these last six years have been has really got to me uh, absolutely he says uh fuck it i can say that it's not a real <laughs> word uh let's ride at 31 to 13 man that would be incredible hopefully it's like that early and uh, keep the faith, that we like, got Forget that. about it. And, and Captain Cush, the reason why is because it's
3: like going back to a, an analogy of college football. It's why Georgia wouldn't play Georgia Southern or Iowa doesn't want to play Northern Iowa. The, the Seahawks don't have anything to lose. And the, the Broncos do. All the pressure is on the Broncos right now. So a win is good, but it's more of a relief. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to win. A Loss is unthinkable. Oh God, it's going to be, I'm, the, the, all this stuff I'm going to have to read and all this stuff that's going to be coming into my world, whether I try and ignore it or not, is going to be painful. That's why you're nervous. That's yeah. why you're nervous. Seattle Seahawks fans. They're not nervous. They got nothing to lose. Nobody expects them to win this game. They stink. Yeah. You know, when it, <laughs> when that backfires though, is if they take a lead and blow it, you know, get to hopes up, get your, Oh, we're going to win this thing. We're going to win this thing. We're going to be Russell Wilson. It's so great. I love it. Oh God. Yeah. Ask me how I know how that feels.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so Scott, um, we predicted our score already. What's the what's the key matchup in this game? What's the one thing you're looking for first? I'll go real quick first. Cause I have mine, uh, the Seahawks depth chart, especially with Artie Burns being out. The cornerback room is young. It is so young. they are going to be starting two rookies there. Uh, Tariq Woolen, and Kobe Bryant, both, you know, good players. Uh, Tariq Woolen, we liked him coming out of UTSA, Kobe Bryant, opposite of sauce Gardner. I think he won the, whatever the best, Defensive back award, the Jim Thorpe award last year because he was getting a lot of stats when nobody threw at Sauce Gardner. And then Sidney Jones on the other side there. So that is not a room that breeds confidence, in my opinion, uh, in any way. So that's one reason. Also, I think the Seahawks are going to be playing a lot of deep help because if you give those guys on an island, uh oh, um, especially Russell Wilson hunting for it. So I'm expecting a lot of two high safety shells. Um, but eventually, the Broncos run game is good enough. Uh, and Russell Wilson, again, being one of the best, most prolific deep ball throwers in the history of football. Um, one of these wide receivers is going to get a chance against one of these young, less-than-stellar cornerbacks. So I think that one is a big one. It leans back into the explosive plays.
3: Center Austin Blythe, if he's starting. Seahawks center over whoever's lined up over the top of him. That's a key matchup on defense. Win that one and the rest should take care of itself. On the other side of the ball, key matchup's real easy. Two rookie ends against two veteran edges. So I mean, ends on the end. I keep saying that yeah. tackles. Yeah. Okay, tackles. Uh, yep. a- Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross against the two edges. Uh, Randy Gregory making his debut. You know he's going to be like a caged freaking dog who is yeah. let out for the first time. You ever let a dog out of a cage or a kennel for you know that's been in there for all day? Mm-hmm. You know the, the, the zoomies. You know that's going to be Randy Gregory for a little while. And and, and I think Jeremy May have said he should be on a pitch count. I agree. Uh, but then you're going to bring in Browning and Benito, you know, in, in passing situations, you get a lead and Nick Benito becomes a weapon. Uh, If I need him up there to stop the run, that's not his strength. But if I can say, okay, we're up 17 in the second half and they're going to be passing Nick. Why don't you spell Randy for a couple, a couple snaps here. Then, then you're, you're in pretty good shape. That's a, that's a positive. So for me, it's tackles against Broncos edges. If that goes the way we
2: think it should go, This game's never in doubt. Yep. Well, going to be a great game. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us today as this uh, kickoff. We will be live again tomorrow morning to uh, break down the game. I might be a little bit groggy uh, coming out of that game, hopefully celebrating a win, but that's the best kind of uh, tired you can be. So plenty of coffee um, to uh, chase whatever I indulge myself in tonight. Uh, We appreciate you guys coming in. Scott, any any final thoughts, any of the final topics that we want to get to on this game? Obviously, it's the Russell Wilson comeback game. A lot of questions for the Broncos, but hopefully a game that the Broncos do come out of here healthy and with a win.
3: No, I hate late games. At least they're at eight 20. Now, I think instead of nine, that's one statement when they used to kick off at nine, I'm like, man, I haven't seen the end of a Monday night football game in 10 years. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. asleep by the end of those. So I'm glad it's a little bit early. Uh, on that note, we will see you tonight for the gut reaction. Uh, Chad and Zach will be back. I'll be in the background and uh, win or lose. It should be a fun should be a big crowd tonight. So make sure make sure you join us immediately after the game. I mean, almost final whistle. Make sure you're you're here. Yeah. Well, thank
2: you guys so much for joining us today. Make sure you're following uh, Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook communities, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, if you're joining us on YouTube, please uh, subscribe, like, and share. Uh, hit that bell so that the bell icon, so that way you know when we go live. A few more questions coming in here before we get on out of here. Nick of the Broncos are down at half. Leave immediately. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I don't want to miss the comeback. Um, also, the Sting guy saying, Nick, will you be wearing orange the game tonight? Absolutely. Spread the word. If you're in Broncos country and you're not wearing orange tonight, slap yourself uh, because if you're wearing white or navy, that's those are Seahawks colors. What are you doing? Wear orange tonight. It just pops. Um, so hopefully that'll Especially be better. Against those other colors. Yes. Like orange it out. Um, if you're not wearing orange, I like just I don't get it. Uh Bama X also coming in saying, Great show, guys. Today's the day. Let's go Broncos and Facebook user saying, Great job, guys. Let's ride. And also Chris Jenkins saying, Let's ride. Go Broncos. Denver Broncos for life. First win tonight, family. Great show. Stay healthy. Let's go, Broncos. Make sure you guys are choosing kindness and choose uh choosing kindness and choosing compassion. Go Broncos.